Welcome to a very patriotic episode of Zing This, the Motion Picture. Yes, we are discussing the most America the, the of all movies. I'm, I'm hands up in salute to this movie of just just speaking of it. We of course watched America, the Motion Picture, but it's not just me and Berg on this episode. Ellie took the day off because um reasons, and we are joined by the most American we could find. Phil Rude. Uh, my heart is beating my red, white, and blue blood through my veins. I feel so patriotic, so proud to be an American after watching this documentary. Yes, 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 factual. Uh, reenactment, I don't know what to quite qualify this historically accurate film as, but uh, man. I mean, man, primary, primary source for sure. Yes, exactly. Now, we had film for 300, which... Took some liberties. We're going to say 300 took some liberties with history. This, however, took none. Everything that happened in this is factual. Uh, uh, this this documentary, phenomenal. One hour, 38 minutes, a pure solid gold. This came out last year, uh, 2021. I got to ask, when did you guys see this for the first time? I guess Phil first. Uh, uh, I finished about, about 25 minutes ago. Ah, okay. So, so, so only a recent watcher of, of the historical documentary we have all partaken in. Eric. Yeah. I, and I almost, um, if I can real quick, just point out where my head's at, uh, which is not, um, not in the present and I'm mixing up a lot of stuff. I almost watched team America world police. Um, I had it in my head. That was the movie. And then I, I went and checked, uh, our, our chat zinger and I'm like, Oh man, I almost, uh, took a really, uh, 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 a, a, a very different movie. Um, to be fair, a, another fantastic documentary and B, if you had accidentally watched that, I could have still done a whole episode on that. I, I, I wondered how, how far off the mark it would have been. I, I didn't think it would be too far. <laughs> So, so Berg, when was the first time you enjoyed this 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 masterpiece? Just three days ago. I have I I remember when this movie came out and I I wanted to check it out. And then when you were like, "Hey, you know what? Let's celebrate the birth of our nation by watching this historical documentary." I was like, "I'm gonna do it." And I was off of work, so I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna pour myself a cup of America juice." And eat some America food and watch this. It was amazing. I, I American do. juice. I, I don't even beer. know what that is. It just it just came. It just came. It's beer. It came it's Sam beer Adams bottle. beer. Clearly, it's. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I was I was about to say we will get to since since, since we since this is a Fourth July episode. I do want to talk, and I swear we've done this before. What do you make for the Fourth July? What is your like ultimate Fourth July meal? But we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later because, of course, on Zygnus, we bring up food wherever we can. So obviously, this movie's Rotten Tomato score was hacked. It, that is the only way. It was the only way non-patriots went and and like completely destroyed this this movie's. Um, Rotten Tomato score. Eric, you you said that 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 you did cheat and go and look, but Phil, would you like to? It was a, a complete accident. I I usually like to play this game, and I was trying to look up some other information, and it was like the first thing I was like, "Damn it!" So I cannot participate in today's uh, Rotten Tomatoes a thon. But but Phil, where do you think this lands? Oh man, I. Uh... I pay so little attention to Rotten Tomatoes that um, I'm always bad at this game. I'm going to just make a general guess and say uh, it had an audience score kind of hovering, I'm going to say mid to high 70s, and a critic score uh, probably in the 30s or 40s. All right. Your critic score, you said 30s to 40s, it is 35. Ow. So perfect. Well done, That's Phil. different than what I have. They must have they've not updated Wikipedia then. Oh, oh! It, it is it is thirty at at the time of the record. I am on the the Rotten Tomatoes, and unfortunately, you don't want to make anything with the tomatoes that they claim this is made with. Um, <laughs> nothing at all. There's there's nothing you could possibly do. Thirty five percent with forty nine reviewers want to know who they are because obviously they didn't watch the same movie we did. 
Sorry. They're red coat apologists. Exactly. Benedict Arnold's. Um, But the audience score, 39. Wow, really? I know. I know. I'm shocked. Now you know why I don't pay attention to Rotten Tomato score. Like, I, I, I so rarely take that into account because it's, it's always off. It's always skewed some way. There's either a weird uh, for or anti uh, movement that will like mobilize and like hit up some. I, I feel like everything is skewed on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, I always like to do it for, for our reviews and discussions. I never look at it beforehand. I always look at it in the moment of record just to have it because it's just always yeah. fun to see like where everyone else landed on this. Especially for stuff where it's just complete, tr- just tire fire. Which this is, it in my humble opinion, my humble opinion, this is anything but a tire fire. This was something I th- I thoroughly enjoyed. This I don't know how you guys did. I've I've watched it last year when it came out. I watched it again, and does every joke land? No. Do most of them land no. for me? Yes. Is it? It is something where I swear the script writing, sorry, the the historical events for this, there we go, for this, were done. Um, everyone was yes-anding themselves into oblivion. And yeah, some of absolutely. it worked perfectly. Some of it worked perfectly. So um, I, I guess we're going to do, and I didn't prep you guys for this, so we're going to probably do this a little bit more on the spot top three moments in a movie or top three jokes or characters, just top three or whatever you want to put in there. Phil, I'm going to put you in the hot seat first. Oh man. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just going to have some, God, I, I just have a, my notes are a list of jokes basically. <laughs> um, Perfect. And, and so I'm just going to be, uh, either very specific or really kind of, uh, broad strokes. And I think the first one is just like all of the weird, um, all the jokes that are kind of like visual and not jumping out like Abraham Lincoln's funeral, Lin-Manuel Miranda as Alexander yes. Hamilton is there. <laughs> uh, Martin Luther King is there. Like uh, just, you know, the, the, the mishmash of every historical figure into one time period, I think is great. Uh, like the rules listed on the wall. The last one says like no scrubs. It's like no, uh, no, uh, whatever, all the British rules and and they get more and more ridiculous until they're just referencing old songs and just stuff like that. I just, I loved, it made me pay attention to the whole thing a little more. I love George Washington's, um, uh, arm chainsaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was just a, a, a crazy, uh, great joke out of, uh, just out of nowhere, and um, and the last, it, I'm just gonna say Jason Manzukis as Sam Adams through the the entire thing. I think it's brilliant casting. I love Manzukis. Mm-hmm. I think he's hilarious, and just to cast Sam Adams as a a rowdy frat boy, uh, I think he played that just so perfectly, and I I loved ev- almost every line of his. I thought I thought it was great. This isn't one of my favorite moments, but this does have a ton of visual gags if you're paying attention. One of the yeah. other things at the funeral was Abe Lincoln's coffin had the hat on the yes. end of the coffin, yeah. too. <laughs> it was just a nice... It was, it was, like I said, there's so much in every one of these scenes if you just look around yeah. at what just else is going on. It's mm. one of those things. It's not just the jokes they're saying. There's visual gags everywhere. So it's one of the, I mean, you said like the yes ending, uh, it's one of the things where you can kind of tell like, uh, the concept art and the storyboards and, and the, the art department was also probably improving things and kind of going, what do you think about this? What do you think we mm-hmm. put that hat on the coffin? Okay. And they were like, yes, absolutely roll with it. And, and, and nobody said no, it just, I, it just all went. <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, I don't think the word no existed. When right. this dur- during this time frame that this documentary was 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 filmed. Um, on that note, Eric, do you have a top three moments, top three characters? Oh, just what? Just of course. What do you got for me? I mean, really, everything Phil just said, I I 100 agree with. But to to add on to that, 
Um, I loved how it was set during 1776, but I love the mix of how they would have these very modern things, but then they would always make reference. Like one character said, hold the phone. And it's like, what's a phone? And it's yeah. like things like that where it's like they don't know what a phone is, but then he also, but then, you know, I think it was even George Washington who said like, what's a phone? But then he has gasoline powered. Right. <laughs> he saw right. arms. Little, little thing. That's just another one of those little things. And there were a few other times like that throughout where they would say Did you something. Think of that come back in the car. What's a car? What's a car? It was <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought that was great. I loved the portrayal of um, King James as sort of like a cross between like the emperor and Darth Vader. And I loved like the time when, when his, when his hat slash head was being on like, like Darth <laughs> Vader's helmet. And just, he was so gross and disgusting. I just, I, I loved him. Simon Pegg did a great job. Uh, uh, I'm guessing Asylum Pegg's ancestor since, you know, this was, this is all uh, <laughs> right. real and hundred percent real and everything like that. Descendant uh, of the crown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and as much as Thomas Edison in, in, real life was a piece of shit i love thomas edison actually turns out was actually a woman uh from china and uh could do all sorts of things like crazy fireballs and lasers and stuff like that uh, i specifically love the character of thomas edison because it was so out of left field um just that character being included in the main the main posse and uh the, the her her tech powers were just amazing uh i just i like that i thought it was a good way to to include uh Mrs. Edison. Vast improvement on the actual Thomas Edison. So, yes, um, um, a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, fun thing. Uh, attending Abe's funeral, I do have a list of a few characters. Of course, very Tom oh, good. Lincoln, John Adams, John Quincy Adams as a baby, uh, Ulysses S. Grant, Andrew Jackson, John F. Kennedy, Theodore Roosevelt, Theodore D. Roosevelt, I mean, Frank, Franklin D. Roosevelt, of course, Alexander Hamilton, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Marilyn Monroe, I.M. Pei, Harriet Tubman, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and John Rambo apparently is very, barely visible. But there's a short list of some of the other attendants at the funeral for Abraham Lincoln. Um, as for me, I, I, I 100, there, there are moments I, I just... Like I said, it is this entire mo- documentary. Yes, ends itself into oblivion, and I love it. Um, one of my favorite characters has to be Geronimo. I I just got to yes. throw that out there. Just because yeah. him sitting there and constantly being like, oh, you guys are going to screw me over. Oh, you, you guys you guys are definitely going to screw me over. And them, and them just ignoring him or half the time. To- like, it, it was just... It's one of those things that um, this movie does an amazing job of, one, being hilariously funny, but two, being a great satire on itself at the same time. Uh, my One of my other favorite moments was the horse race scene. Uh, past where, and yeah, furious. Yeah, uh, where, yeah. Where, where they had, like, <laughs> the, 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 the paint that glue in the, glowed in the dark, the... Um, the like lifted, uh, not chariot wagons and stuff. like yeah. just how stupidly over the top that was, mm-hmm. um, was great. And I, I, I'm going to cheat here. A lot of the wordplay on stuff just always made me laugh. And there was a few jokes that just also like the, the one, one of them I love, which is how oblivious, um, George was to certain things. Like I love when they, when they meet him, the, the, the day of the battle and he's like, could you guys sleep at all? And it's oh, Thomas yeah. Edison and Sam. And they're like, Oh man, perfect. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I couldn't sleep at all. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, and me the, neither. Yeah. Yeah. That and the, um, Paul Revere, I think it's Paul Revere and Sam Adams going back and forth about being the best racist. Oh yes. yeah. 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 <laughs> that joke was one that, it, it it happened and it came up again later and it was one that I was like laughing about because of how on the nose it was and I like I said everything in this phenomenal loved it um the performances by of course Simon Pegg and uh, Andy Samberg great and 
by, by the way, if you haven't seen this, we will spoil everything in this. Um, probably starting now because it was revealed that not only is Benedict Arnold a turncoat, which I found funny because the coat he has on is blue and it's, yeah. it's <laughs> great, like actual like character design. Yeah. I, I really love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he's randomly a werewolf for like no reason. Uh, yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because you know what? In the, in the universe of this movie, which is, I guess, our universe is real. Um, it makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 like no. a, it's like a Mike Mignola comic, you know, where he'll take like historical things and then just like throw a monster in all like yes. old BPRD stuff. It, it's just like, <laughs> Oh yeah. This, this historical figure was also a, a vampire or a werewolf right. or something like that. Yeah. I, I also, there's a nice little touch at the beginning where they're actually at the, like, cons um, God, I'm going to get some historical things wrong here. The Continental Congress. There we go. I got it. The, and, and they're playing, they're like talking about like decoration. And you, you think it's some like thing where they're all sitting around and it's no, they're, 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 they're sitting around playing beer pong to decide. Playing beer pong. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, to decide how, how they start the, the declaration of independence, which another visual gag there. When he like slams down the thing to blow up the place, it says T and T, but it's T as in T E A and yeah. T. Yeah. Like, like I said, there's visual dumb gags like that. Another one that I thought was hilarious. Sorry, I'm 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 continuing my top three a little bit. Was um if you caught it before it was referenced, transporter, the the one who drove the carriage. Oh, yeah. If you, because he Jason, refers to Jason, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he refers to him as transporter, but if you notice, he's there before he's referenced, and you're like, why does that guy look like Jason Statham? And then he's referenced, and it's like, oh, because it is supposed to be Jason Statham. Because it's Jason Statham, yeah. So, um, phenomenal. I, the, the, the voice cast in this, I'm sorry, the voice recast of all the characters in this was great. I know Eric was very excited about the Paul Revere um, one. Go ahead, Eric. Bobby Moynihan. Thank you. Um, that, that was great. Jason Manzoukas is phenomenal in this, but I love Jason Manzoukas, but he's the same person in everything. And somehow it always oh, for sure perfectly. I, I, I was, was going to say. He just that voice. Yeah. yeah. It's always over the top. And it's always like, he just sounds like he's like shocked or like forcing it at 110%. And I am hundred percent and ten percent okay with that because I mean, I'm there always for it, yeah. it all whether it was this or like in Big Mouth or in Invincible or anything else he's done or I mean even just his regular acting it's always over the top and it always just perfectly fits. I I I love I love the frat boy version of Sam Adams or Uncle Sam as we find out in the end. Sam, which, yeah, which, <laughs> which, which which was a nice touch by the way that that was great. Yeah, um, Paul Revere. Just the jokes about him, like not understanding people, and then the horse randomly talking to him. <laughs> yes, Clyde. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, like, like I said, this this movie is so jam. Like I said, it's just jokes on jokes on jokes. Uh, oh, dang it! There was one. Darn it! The dream sequence where it was um, oh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Where oh was, yeah. 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 yeah the, our, the our, warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Our budget got cut because it, it doesn't. It's a big battle about thirty minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and then and then it's like oh well, well originally we were gonna have and it shows like the storyboards and I'm like this is so self aware stupid fun and I love it I loved every minute of it and I do not understand why it got that score but I I don't either and the thing is though when I was watching it I said. Like the entire time from start to finish, I was enjoying myself. I was I was laughing. I was just like I I was looking forward to whatever the next like crazy visual joke or weird right. reference or whatever I, or a historical figure who would show up. I was I was looking forward to that. And as I was watching it though, I was like sitting there going, I feel like this is gonna be one of those movies that people just it didn't resonate with people like I'm not saying like, oh, I'm smarter than people and I got it and they didn't. But like, I feel like it's truly one of those things where like, it, it's so kind of over the top. I can see it being a very specific taste, 
But at the same time, I don't understand how it got that low. Like I was like, I was like, oh, you know, because on IMDb, I think the average uh, score on there was like five point four, so it was a little lower, fifty percent. And I was like, you know what, like, I I can see that, but like in in like thirty five or whatever it's at right now, that's that's low. Five point six, I, actually, Eric. Five point six. Okay, I am sitting on IMDb at the moment, so there we go. And it was something like that. It was like somewhere in the mid fives. But like I was like, okay, I could see that because I could see that being a very because it's a very like middle of the road score, and I could see it being a very like divisive. Like you either really like it or you don't. But I, I, I just absolutely loved it. I just I was cracking up, and I I thought the energy carried through all the way. Um, I think I think there's a an aspect of like uh, because this movie was not. Um, I think I had heard of it, but you know, it doesn't come up in the recommendations. It doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, right. This movie wasn't like heavily publicized or marketed. And I think maybe there's a, there's a lot of people who misread what a movie is going to be and have Mm -hmm. expectations. You know, like my father-in-law, my father-in-law walked out of vice because he didn't understand it was going to be a criticism of Dick Cheney. He thought it was going to be like a glowing biopic of Dick Cheney. And he was very upset. <laughs> and, and like there are, there are people I think who can't read marketing and, and, and yeah. you know, kind of, I don't, oh, I, I'm going to watch this, uh, you know, historic, uh, I'm going to break character here. They <laughs> thought it was going to be a historical uh, document or some sort of like uh, uh, educational thing for chill. You know what I mean? Like old, like uh, cartoons that they would show you in school right? or something like that. And, and it turns out being like, like what the, right off the bat, it hits me like nobody fucking cares how they do it at Dartmouth. You know, like it's one of the first lines. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's so, it, it just is sort of like, Oh, that's what this is. <laughs> but I, I do I think that may have colored it and the fact that it's probably a small sample size because I think a lot of people probably didn't watch this movie. So it doesn't take a lot of reviews to color it badly, but I'm the same way. These jokes, they didn't all land and some of them are, are really crude and kind of like cheap. Uh, But this movie knows exactly what it is Mm -hmm. and it leans in on that. And there's, so many jokes that do land and so many parodies that, I mean, just uh, like the Star Wars parody and the um, the random parody of uh, Swordfish where he's hacking the... Oh, the com- it's, it's just so insane <laughs> that you're just kind of like, how can you not be kind of charmed by this movie? Like there's there's something here that's going to make you laugh and... You have to, I just admire that they unapologetically just were like, we're going to rip off every fucking movie and we're going to get as ridiculous as we want to. And, and, and please come along with us. It, it just is, is so much fun. Go, go ahead, Eric. I feel like oh, you're I was building up say, to something. I completely forgot about, like, I would probably put that in one of my, my top three moments, actually. Just that whole, the scene. So random. In the, in the I, I completely house. didn't expect a, a, a hacking right. uh, from from such a forgettable, terrible movie as right. And the way he goes, through, which is why I always, whenever anyone's like, does anyone know what the password is? I always just look at him and go, swordfish. Like that whole thing where he goes through, he uses the language that he comes to find out that A equals one and America one. is one marriage. Yes. <laughs> Well, th- <laughs> and then that ended up being that ended up being where they needed to go. Like that whole thing, it was so over the top to find out such a stupid answer. But then yeah. it actually needed to be where they it just the, the way that built on. That to me was a very like a little more over the top. But it, it reminds me of like a, a classic Simpsons episode yeah. where they would they would have individual yeah. funny jokes that would be strung together to make something even bigger and funnier. It's well, it's not it's smarter than Family Guy, not by a lot, yes. but it's, it's not just a random cutscene for the sake of making a reference, right? So also in in that scene, there, there's a great moment where he had like the whiteboard or the chalkboard. He flips it three times. Yeah, right. I don't I don't know if you guys caught that because he flips it once to to write like one America, then he flips it again and it's blank on the like it's. It's dumb visual things like that that I'm like, if this is a continuity error, it's 
it's whatever, but it's it's humor to me on the just visual gags of just stuff that you're like, wait, that shouldn't work that way. And it does like that the the whole scene was great, but like I said, one of the things I liked was the you flip a you you flip something that's obviously two side three times and it doesn't make any sense. Um this I, I said this this um documentary has has a lot of great moments and a lot of the jokes are like earned if i may say so at times of just like them making references to um oh what was it that there was something where they made a reference to um oh my gosh i'm forgetting it now but it, but it was about like um how Slaves were considered like what is it three fourths of a person or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, three fifths. Yeah, yeah. That 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 references was. It, it's like, it's, it's too dumb at times, but it's also too smart at times, and I feel like that's it, yeah. why a lot of people hate it because they're not along for the dumb smart, dumb smart, dumb smart roller coaster that that this movie obviously goes on. But if you're willing to ride that out, it's great. It had it. It, it earns everything it has in it. And the payoff at the end is great because the whole payoff at the end is they create America and it just becomes a mess. And it just, yeah, yeah. immediately. Uh, I, I do think there's something with the dumb, smart, dumb, smart, uh, where it's sort of like you do have to have some grasp on American history to get some of these jokes. Mm hmm. And yeah. I I think we're finding out more and more that a lot of Americans don't have that <laughs> grasp on on American history. Ain't that uh, if I can be, if I can, like the elitist asshole in the room, um, <laughs> where we we are kind of fucking figuring. I'm sorry, I'm getting on a soapbox now. We we are figuring out how like this is satirizing a lot of people. Actually, you know, not just the hypocrisy of of our history, but like, uh, the lasting effects of it. There's a lot of gun control commentary mm. in this, mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, it's satirizing a lot of people. And I think there are people who, uh, maybe I, I like that the show is becoming us decoding the rotten tomatoes score <laughs> uh, and trying to figure out how it got to low. But I think this, this movie kind of hit people where they live. Some of them, they felt, they felt like they were the targets of it, which, they were and so like that could have been uh a big i know a lot of people who would ding anything that talks about gun control so it's uh yeah yeah, it's starting to it's starting to shape up i think we're starting to get to the bottom of this guys (laughs) well i mean the the thing is it points out you know that they of course needed the guns to win the revolution but of course george george was like hey i need all those back by the way because they're they're so So it, it 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 plays a little bit of both sides, but it obviously has one side that's going for, which I'm like, the, the, the joke here is, I think the ultimate joke is America is a mess and it always has been. And it's one of those things you kind of got to make what you get with it. But like like I said, I, I love this. Um, another thing I want to point out, the animation for this is, I don't, I, this is going to sound weird. And I, I know Eric's going to come in and be like, actually, but before he gets that <laughs> moment, before he gets that moment, I want to say, if there's one thing that this, that this movie doesn't earn, it's the top quality animation it has. I mean, it's, it's worth it, but it is so good. And I think that's why a lot of people like Phil said, or like Eric said, I don't remember which one he said it. Cause I forgot already. Um, America, um, is that people probably went into this not thinking it was going to be what it was. But like I said, from the second I saw the trailers or anything for this, I'm like, oh, I am on board for whatever this is because it looks phenomenal. And also, I, when, when you see in the trailers, it like, says, from the people who brought you Archer, I'm like, okay, this is going to be like... If, right. Yeah, I'm like, well, <laughs> how is this not going to be that? But um, right. Eric, I don't, I don't know. What, what did you think about the animation no, style? I, I actually wanted to bring that up. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was visually. I thought they had a really good style, and uh, I thought everyone came came across as very sometimes. But because they did that thing where it's like it looks, it's two D, but they it was it was computer animated. Mm, right. Um, and sometimes that can fall flat, and it can have a very soulless uh, feel to it. But I think they did a really good job of using that to their advantage to do some really big. Uh, 
scenes and have a lot of really great set pieces and stuff but they but the characters themselves all had a lot of soul and a lot of style to them and i think they did a good job of striking that balance of like this this is going to help us make this movie uh and do a bunch of things but these aren't going to be a bunch of soulless characters like they didn't just sound good because of the voice actors but they actually had like great visual uh uh facial expressions and the way they reacted there was there was a lot of soul to these characters and the set pieces and everything so no i i agree completely i think the animation was fantastic in this i'm, I'm gonna look yeah, up it, while it reminded me of uh, uh venture brothers yes kind of. yes um, absolutely there is a there is an aspect of archer to it but like archer i feel like is kind of lifeless animation it is it's kind of like very well drawn like south park but those characters are basically just just Humans. kind of puppets they don't <laughs> right. you know they don't have a lot of energy to them uh, but this, I feel like they really it it had the the aesthetic of Archer, but it had like the movement of Venture Brothers. I got I got a big Venture Brothers vibe through this. I was gonna say with um with with what you said, I one hundred percent get it because Archer seeing Archer action scenes is weird. Yeah, if that makes sense <laughs> because they normally yeah. are just standing around. Just talking back, it's 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 a very dr- I, yes, it is an action show, but it's also very driven by just it's jokes. A, it's and, a comedy. It's a yeah. it's a write it's a writing driven show. Yeah, more than anything. And yeah. I mean, these all ev- everything in this was very life like very very a lot of motion to it. I'm trying to see what studio did this. I know someone probably has it right in front of them, and I'm going to look forever and not find it. But um, but no, I'm it's I'm Lord. Lord and Miller uh, yeah. are, are were big producers on this, so yeah. There's a lot of people that, that have a lot to do with this. Um, one of the writers, Dave um, Callahan, is apparently working on a lot of other stuff. I this this is stuff that's in pre or post production that that he did writing for, and it says characters, so I guess he helped write the characters for stuff. Um, so we got the Expendables four. I know everyone get excited. Uh, Spider-Man oh. Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, the Hercule- Hercules, which doesn't have anything to it, and a Masters of the Universe that is in the process of filming. So, interesting. But, I mean, they, they've worked, he's worked on other stuff like um, uh, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Also, for some reason, the phenomenal Wonder Woman movie, 1984. <laughs> hold, hold your applause, everybody. Uh, and also worked on Godzilla, the 2014 one, not the other one. So, I, 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 I said, this this has a great cast of people and a great cast of writers that I, I think knew what they were doing. I, I don't think they um, misconstrued anything they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing from beginning to end. And, sure. I mean, it, it's, it's just sad because I'm like, I don't see this as something we'll get a follow-up from. Or, or a similar project from them, and I definitely wish we could. Well, because... especially with how Netflix is not doing... I mean, there was the whole thing recently. We were talking about how they cut their animation department, basically. It's right. non-existent now. So if they do, it's going to have to be like a self-funded thing or on another platform or like a spiritual successor somewhere else. But uh, you're right. Nothing I mean, new is being made by Netflix until Stranger Things and their insanely bloated budget comes right <laughs> i was watching I, I saw i saw actually this morning phil where you're talking about how you did you watch both of the new episodes uh, i've i've only seen uh uh the like the first half of the of the of current the new season. ones yeah i yeah. i like in the the two, the two new episodes that dropped i watched the first one and i kept thinking about that i was like without giving giving any spoilers but it was just like some of the things that were happening i'm like my god what kind of budget did they have it's did crazy just yeah put everything behind this well, you know where they didn't put any money is in the uh, hair department. My God, there's some terrible haircuts going on. Mike, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've not watched the new anything from the new season yet. Because one, Ellie's... I just started season. yesterday. I'm, I'm way behind. So, I, yeah. I'm, I, mean, I mean, I vaguely walked through the room when Ellie has been watching it. And the only reason I'm not trying to get ahead is because if I... And I've learned this. As, as a married man, I have learned very numerous things. One thing is, never get ahead of a show your wife is watching, because you will inevitably walk into the room and be like, oh, is this this episode? And it's an immediate turnaround and be like, 
What do you mean the episode where that character dies? Oh, that, oh crap, that hasn't happened yet. Anyways, bye. So I have learned my lesson and just, I'll just let her get finished with that show. So that I don't walk in and blurt out some spoiler thing. So. On yeah, that- I've just been waiting for all the episodes to drop. So I didn't want to, I hit the wall, you know, like better, I got caught up with Better Call Saul and I'm waiting for the last episodes and it's driving me insane. So I didn't. I didn't want that to happen with Stranger Things. And I also thought this was going to be the last season. And I was mostly watching just like, okay, let's finish this series up. And then they're like, oh, one more season coming out yeah. in two years. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. I know. I Just wrap this thing up already. These kids are like 45. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Tangent. Sorry. No, no. It's it's complete. Like, like I said, I'm I'm just waiting for it all to be available so I can actually go through and just watch all of it. Yeah. Um. But anyways, yeah, ne- as, as we point out, ne- Netflix is weird. Like what they're doing right now is, I mean, as we point out before, they one of the first things that got into that chopping block was their animation department apparently, which I'm like, um, I, I like everything they do animation. Why, why, why cut that? But, right. But, right. Um, but no, and it's back to the stranger things. The, the one main villain apparently is like what? 90 some percent real, like on, on set real prosthetics and everything. There's very little computer done with them. I think is what I heard, which is impressive. Uh, yeah. It, it looks like he looks like the guys from uh hellraiser. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. You know, he looks like one of those. And it is, I think it's pretty clearly like uh, prosthetics and, and makeup. It's, it looks great. It, it really is impressive. I'm going to meme actually of him, like sitting there, like, like off, off to the side, like drinking a latte. And there's been a meme going around with him in those prosthetics with that. It's like when you, it's like when you were, when you've been on a, bender all weekend but you show up on time for that meeting monday morning or something <laughs> like that it shows him in the prosthetics just sipping like a starbucks latte i love i love production photo i like one of my favorite things i've ever seen is a uh, uh from the classic frankenstein movie there's a shot uh boris karloff uh smoking a cigarette yes. and <laughs> drinking coffee and he has like reading glasses and he's reading the paper he's just on set in full frankenstein makeup it's i've seen freaking that before. amazing it yes. is it's awesome i love it uh i was about i was about to say and in referencing memes and everything i think the meme for um for netflix right now is the one where it's the where 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 it's the woman with her one kid and the one kid's to the side drowning like almost like barely able to stand up crying in the pool yeah it's Stranger Things is the kid with all the attention. Whatever the second place Netflix show is right now, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I'm just gonna say um, Ozark. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 go with Ozark, and then everything else net net Netflix does is the skeleton at the bottom of the pool. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so no, they I mean, have they have bet it all on on Stranger Things. And I mean, it's it, it's it's a weird market right now. I mean, Disney doesn't really reveal a lot of their stuff, and when they do, it's probably padded. Hulu just kind of exists, and we got so many different streaming things with so many different services on it. Um, it, it, it is a weird thing, but I'm like I said, I am so happy we got something this crazy and over the top out of it, and and and, and this is like the the one shining example of it, and we never get anything like this again. I'm still satisfied with, with what we got, and I do think it ranks up there for um for the like uh, as we were talking about America World Police. I think it's on par with that, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, like um, as far as commentary mm. and just absurdist humor, um, I I think I think it's. I think it's in that same wheelhouse. I did, I did rent Team America, so I will be watching that. Um, uh, but I have not seen it in over fifteen years, so I have no idea how uh, how that's aged. Um, and it was very of modern times. But I think this will probably age better just because it is a parody of history that isn't 
going anywhere and a reflection of like everything that's happened since I I think it's a really kind of uh, to say it's like really smart is a stretch, but it's very clever. And I think it is, um, I, I think it's a clever take on historical events. Also, most of the references in the movie are dated already. Like the fact there's a Robocop. Like Fast and Furious and yeah. things like, and Transporter and things like that. Yeah. Robocop, Swordfish, as we said. It's, it's all the Patrick Swayze stuff. There's like yes. a bunch of Patrick Swayze Roadhouse. jokes in there <laughs> where they're, they have, they have Patrick Swayze characters on their forehead playing like liars poker uh, at one point. And it's oh not gosh, stated that that's even... what they're doing. Yeah. I was wondering what that was referencing because I kind of saw it and I'm like, is there some joke about it? And I forgot it. They're all Patrick Swayze characters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote it down because it was so random and it's it's not referenced. So hilarious. It's not referenced. They, yeah. they they never reference what they're doing. It's just the moment where they're waiting. There's a cutaway, a cutback, and they randomly have those those signs on. I'm sorry, I'm explaining this for the listener, but and also for myself. Uh, and they cut back. And they have these random names on their head, and they never they never reference what they were doing. There's no other thing made about it. So I'm like, I guess I just missed whatever joke that was. And and, and then later on, there's a a Roadhouse reference when uh, Babe the Blue Ox gets its throat. Yes cut and and they go his throat just got roadhoused and it's uh there's a lot of there's a lot of weird patrick swayze references in this movie it just just uh, uh apropos of nothing really and and i think that's kind of brilliant i i, I want to believe there was a writer that had that wanted to do like a complete patrick swayze like yes joke series <laughs> and it kept yes. getting shot down so they're like i'm just gonna put them all into this movie and since no one's saying no they'll get through like patrick swayze's nephew who's like <laughs> oh, come on you gotta gotta get uncle patrick name reference here a few times um I was about to say, I, Eric. I don't, I don't know about about you with the world with a Team America versus this. Um, Team America is very kind of like Phil said. This this even though there's a lot of stuff about today in there, it's it's taking a lot of things from history from the start of the United America. States through today. Whereas Team America, I wa- I did watch it a few years ago. There was that back when there was the whole. Um, that whole like uh, thing where Kim Jong Un and um, yeah. and the South Park guys were like uh, they were like fighting or they were like going at it or something like something like that and it was like so I was I remember watching Team America specifically because it was like all these people were watching and it was like suddenly shot to the top of of Netflix or whatever anyway I remember watching it and it is very dated in that because it came out in 2004 so it was just three years after 9/11 so it was a yeah. very 9/11 slash Bush era politics forward. And obviously we're two president, three presidents removed from that and a whole lot of other things have happened. So, yes, while it is still in the same vein and kind of in the same family, I think the two would make a great Fourth of July double feature. Nice double feature. Yeah. Yeah, it would make a great (laughs) double feature. And I think a lot of the jokes in there are timeless, but the specific historical things they're referring to in that are very much of a very specific era of 16, 17 years ago, whereas this yeah, there are there there are references in this movie, obviously, from things that are already dated. But at the same time, I think it it does a better job of kind of including a lot of American history. So even in 10, 20, 30 years, you can still watch this and kind of understand the where they're coming from historically. Yeah, if you don't get the Fast and Furious reference in this, it doesn't really matter. It's just exactly. a, a crazy drag race with horses. But if you're watching Team America, if I was to watch that with Austin, I would have to explain to him that there was an era where country musicians were making very pandering, patriotic songs about 9-11, you know, because that's a specific joke yeah. in Team America um, and, and, and things like that that were very, I think, of the time. And it's, it's kind of like watching old South Park episodes that just yes. aren't very, they were you know, they make that show in six days. So it's whatever they're talking about that week. And then a year later, you have to kind of remind yourself of what was going on in the world mm-hmm. for a lot of those jokes to land. So it's, it's the same thing. It's brilliant for the time, but 
It's like nobody's going to go and binge watch The Daily Show from 15 years ago for the same oh, right. for the same reason, <laughs> you know. See, I'm I'm sitting here and I remember watching like some older um last week tonight with Bird Person Hawkman. Um once again, I'm just hoping I get. I love John Oliver. You, you watch yes. your mouth, singer. Oh no, no, no! It, it, it is it is 100% in support of a yes. bird person, people, man. Um, that like why I've like because it's one of those things like it's it's if if I'm doing one thing, I'll have like that on in the background as something, and I'll always get distracted enough to pay attention more to that. But I'll like go back to way older stuff and be like, what was going on that because yeah. He he does stuff to where there's there, there's some stuff that they'll do that is timeless, doesn't have a reference point. And because the other issue stuff, never gets resolved. Yes. Yeah. And there's other stuff that I'm like, what was going on that this was a point or that right. this was something that you know, I like trying to remember. Um South Park is really good about that. Simpsons kinda has that to where I mean they it takes them what, nine months to do, yeah, do they can't be as topical, but, but there's on, on some of that stuff. But but there is stuff to where like like I mean, my kids or something. If, if I go back and watch older Simpsons, I'm probably gonna have to explain some joke I'm laughing at hysterically because it's it's something that's dated of the time thing. Like um, call wait, I'm uh, not not call wait, uh, leaving a message on somebody's answering machine. Answering machine. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, what, what is it? The one time Homer gets the auto dialer. It's like, this was, oh, yeah, a, right. <laughs> this is spam calls before spam calls were a thing. So I saw a, a TikTok yesterday that was, uh, it was a clip of the, the Michael Jackson episode, you know, when the mental patient yeah. thinks he's yeah. Michael Jackson and Tomkowski. And uh, Bart pulls out the Thriller album, and it's a, a record. And he goes, this is what Michael Jackson looks like. And someone cuts in and goes, The Simpsons has been on so long that Bart Simpson unironically owned vinyl <laughs> records. <laughs> <laughs> they, I saw a thing talking about The Simpsons. I know we're going on a whole Simpsons tangent. Oh, no, it was it, talking it, about how... We always come back to it, The it Simpsons. Was, it, yeah. it was talking about how after 30 years, like it talked about how uh, when Homer was Mr. Sparkle... They got the videotape, and Lisa's like, "Ooh, it's a videotape." But then there's another episode from like ten years later where they're like, she's like holding up a stack of VHS tapes, going, "Dad, what are these?" <laughs> I, I, I was what? Oh, what, I, Eric's gonna immediately know. It's the one episode where Homer's driving the kids to school because there was something worth like auto falling asleep at the wheel, and the bus got destroyed. Um, where he's having to drive the kids to school, and he's listening like, um oldies rate well oldies at the time and now that's like ancient music by comparison right. <laughs> yeah. which which i was, was like even at the time like my if like what when that episode was airing if my dad had walked in he would have been like oh man that's stuff i used to listen to now <laughs> i go that's stuff my dad used to listen to and i listen to every now and then out of just oh man i can't find <laughs> i don't want to change it or I'm, I'm in the middle of something or i can't figure out how to switch it on my bluetooth headphones and technology and future um but yeah and and, and actually ironically like because isn't it, is that the one where he goes on tour smashing pumpkins no that's a different episode where he tries yes. to connect with the youth yeah okay sorry simpsons does bleed but i'm like technically smashing pumpkins now can be considered like classic or like more of a oldie it, it gets it gets on our our local classic rock station is playing a lot of 90s alternative now yeah exactly uh, mm. but like ironic formats it's now uh cassettes austin yes austin got really big into getting cassettes and my mom came down uh, last winter and brought her old cassette collection to him. And he's looking through them going, I don't recognize any of this stuff. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like sixties and some seventies music, but then he started listening to it. He goes, Oh, I've heard this song, but like, it's just like band names. All that stuff is lost. You're talking about like, you would tell your kids like, this is stuff my parents listen to. So Austin is now like, he's got all this music from, not even my generation is like his grandparents generation. It's really weird how, uh, how getting into old formats almost like opens up a whole new avenue of music to yeah. younger people. I'm 
we're not even talking about this movie anymore I because know, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm building tangent on top of Zanger's tangent. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, oh, no, it's no I problem. accept responsibility for this. Oh, no, it's no problem because I'm going to segue into um, – so it's weird because like my, my youngest one or meet me and Ali's youngest one, Liara – We'll walk away, we'll walk around the house every now and then, and she'll randomly sing, like, you know, different stuff from, like, the show she wants, but every now and then I'll hear, somewhere in the way, and I'm like, why is she singing Nirvana? I don't listen to Nirvana. <laughs> yeah. Who the crap listens to Nirvana in this goddamn house? And then it clicked. The ba- Batman. <laughs> brought it all back, yep. Because but, the older and one. And that's what Stranger Things did with that Kate yep. Bush song, too. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I, I once again, I'm glad we got on this tangent. It's great. We so we need to about that. Now we're just having a, I guess, Uncle Corner right now. <laughs> Old man Uncle and Corner. Another thing. <laughs> I, Pull I, my I, finger. I, I don't get the. I get vinyl. I don't get the, like cassettes coming. I can't wait for CDs to come back around. I, I didn't get cassettes either, and I tried to tell off. I'm like, it's a terrible format. It's like, it's very portable, which is cool, but like, honestly, like, there's a constant hiss to it. Uh, the machine eats them all the time. You always have to have a pen with you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's just it's just a bad format. It, it, yeah, no, I've I've seen a lot of people online, like people who have kids who are like Austin's age, and they're like, I can't believe they're getting into cassettes the and thing we couldn't wait stuff. to get rid of right. yeah and i mean i think it, it, and i think anything like that is cyclical like i know oh right, for sure Stinger, it's we're gonna get back to people wanting cds then somehow we'll be on to another form i don't know what where it's gonna go from just digital streaming music but i feel like there's gonna be a <laughs> there's gonna be a nostalgia for <laughs> for music files that have weird names like from lime lime wire like oh <laughs> mini disc mini disc is coming back guys oh yes mini disc <laughs> Good old mini disc. Uh, I'm still waiting for reel to reel to come back around. I, no, just I those wax cylinders. That yes, uh, <laughs> the Edison uh, <laughs> that Ms. Thomas Edison invented. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there we go. It came came fully back around. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> we did it, guys. Yay! So, um, fi- fi- final things on this. Um, if you were to give this this team who who wrote this. Anything? Oh man, I was about to say the Vietnam War, but they already covered that in this. They did um, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which once once again, great, great joke, terrible, <laughs> ter- ter- terrible real world thing, but great jokes in the thing of. Um, are you guys in such denial that you claimed you won something that you obviously? Yeah. So, um, what else would you want to see them like if if you were some executive somewhere and they came to you what would be your dream pitch for them to do next like if if they're like we did this we want to do blank next what would be your dream thing for them to do i'm gonna go to phil oh man do you mean like in in this style or a specific historical period or or just if you saw this, you you Phil Rude got executive privileges at Netflix for watching the most Stranger Things, and they're like, "You get to pick what we do next. You can pick anything you want." And this team comes to you with a pitch. What would be your thing to be like? Done. Do it. I mean, this is such a uh... same same art style. Does that be the same like time period or anything? Man, I don't know. If I'm if I'm going historical, I would like to see uh uh like a caper movie about Watergate in in this animated style. Oh, that sounds um that some sounds sort fun. of like I mean, that's almost in the Archer wheelhouse again. But I kind of feel like just as much yes anding and and sort of like throwing jokes at the wall and this feels like an obvious kind of uh, passion project that this is a team you just kind of go, hey, what do you guys want to do? Yeah. And, you know, like you kind of you kind of just let them pitch you a few ideas. But, um, yeah, off the top of my head, I would say something like and I know Watergate, like that movie uh, Dick with mm-hmm. Kirsten Dunst and, and uh, there's a new series with, I think, Woody Harrelson about Watergate. I know comedy Watergate stuff has been done, but I think to do it parody animation style 
and focus on the actual break in and like can you imagine like animated G Gordon Liddy like how much fun <laughs> they could have with that like he's such a fucking cartoon character anyway um but yeah something like that I think would be really fun all right Eric so because we were talking about it just a few minutes ago I would like you're to gonna see steal mine a... I swear to God you're gonna you, steal are, mine I swear are to God say, are we saying the same thing just like Team America I want to see like a post 9-11 take I want to see like a take on the post 9-11 world okay. because whereas Team America not where you were going I I I, I had a backup because I thought okay. of that, I, I thought of the Bush presidency, just the Bush yeah. presidency, and I was like, no, yeah. I, I can do better than that. And then you, Be- said, I was like, God dang it, he would have stolen it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> because whereas Team America was really truly in that era, looking back and seeing what has happened as a result of everything going on during right. that, I'd love to see almost as like a, you, I can almost see it being a companion piece where it's sort of like, here's here's where here's was a, a satirical take on America about post 9-11 America during that era, whereas here it is, I mean, obviously we're post 9-11, but we're 21 years removed from it. So it's like, here it is, if they were to make it like, and it was to come out tomorrow, it's like, here it is 21 years later, making fun of that period, whereas, you know, you can make all sorts of references to, oh, well, that would never happen. We, you know, have Donald Trump in the background, like, can you imagine that guy being, you know, president, right. and stuff like that. They could, I mean, obviously they could be much funnier and wittier and have time to, to work out the jokes, but things like that and kind of being like, oh, that could never happen. And then of course it's happened or it could never like, really the, like the Reagan, like the Reagan joke in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Donald Reagan's the president. He's like, are you kidding me? The actor, you know, like, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, I, I think you could have, they could have a lot of fun and do something funny with that kind of somber and weird period in American history. Now that we're, it's like that joke they made in South Park where it's like this many, what is it like 19.3 years have passed? Uh, it's funny now. So, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they mathematically figured out like the, the waiting period for right <laughs> and yeah. i think in that episode it was it was aids but uh but i think they <laughs> use that to, for anything it's like after like that many years you can officially make jokes about it so um now that i think that we're separated from that they could they could be a little bit raunchier but that that's my pick okay and and now for me to test that theory my 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 one that was i guess my number one after i because I, I the bush presidency shot through my head and i'm like eh, i i I'm like some so, so in my comedy brain went. You could do better. So mine, my my one to JFK's presidency, like him, of course, with the Cuban Missile Crisis, all that stuff. Just do it in this wacky form to where he's that over the top version, like uh, George Washington is and was. Sorry, I forgot actual movie. Um, but do do JFK, but have the assassin because of course it would end with the assassination. Have every conspiracy theory be in there yes. but you never know but you don't know which one <laughs> actually which did one. it yeah yeah just have them all set up to where it's like a real shaky secret service guy who's always hanging around <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those things to where to where there's somebody on the knoll there it's it's like you it, the, the 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 one final joke is even with this you still don't know who actually killed him because everyone yeah. was yeah, yeah. there but you still don't know who actually killed. Like it, it just would be. I, I just would find that amusing because Kennedy had a really ridiculous um, presidency. The whole "we're gonna go to the moon," mm-hmm. set, set, setting up that his stuff with the Russians, the Cuban Missile Crisis, just everything with that. I feel would be something funny enough. And and I, I mean, I was about to say Phil had a great one because um because uh not not Dick Cheney, but um. Nixon, Nixon. Nick, yeah. Nixon is a comic book villain. Like Nixon is yeah. Lex Luthor in president form. Like it is a comic book character is a cartoon come to life. Um, with, with, with the Bush area, you got Cheney, Cheney and Bush sitting there. So that's perfect for that. And like I said, the, the next one I can think of for like comic book out there-ness would be like, or just cartoon out there-ness would be Kennedy. Kennedy was, you, yeah, it, it's, and, and the weird, America, the the civil rights era, you know, like that mm-hmm. period of American history, like you can satirize that as well, and it's I I like this idea a lot actually. Yeah, I I just I I was about to say my my, my original premise was 
all the conspiracy theories about how Kennedy died are true. It's just you don't know which one actually was the one that did it. <laughs> like you, it, it's 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 a flash cut to you see all of them there aiming their guns, but you still don't know who pulled the trigger. You still don't know which, <laughs> yeah, which one did it. Yeah, you still don't know which one which one who did it. By the way, speaking of post credit scene, did you guys catch the there? There is a post credit scene in this. Oh, I, I didn't. Did not, uh, I did not see that. I didn't oh. hang out for that. No. Okay, there is a joke made throughout the thing to where it's like, oh, you're you're thinking of George Washington, the the dinosaur oh. ring, or with like a. <laughs> oh no! I did. I never mind. I did see it. I did see it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all those other people they've referenced. Like, oh, you 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 mean the race car driver? It's it's the dinosaur all, rancher. Yeah. It's right. All of them at the battle, but they showed up late and they're like, oh, I guess we missed it. So it's 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 a joke that was made earlier about all these different versions of them that apparently existed, and it shows them at the end. But we are on. This is being recorded for July Eve. So, what is your food of choice for the how? How do you celebrate the birth of America, Phil Rude? What is your choice for for the most American food you could make on on the Fourth July? In- Say what you want about the colonists, but frying chicken and putting it in a bucket. I mean, <laughs> you can't argue with that, right? I, oh man, I, I meant to go back. There is a joke about what is, it's not Colonel Sanders. It's something else. It's colo- Colonial Sanders. Okay, good, good. I was like, please, <laughs> yeah. please tell me somebody else caught what it actually said. Yes. <laughs> uh if if I do in in reality, if I do anything for Fourth of July, I usually just grill some burgers or something super basic like that. All right, so I I swear, Eric, we've had this discussion before: burgers versus hot dogs. I think we. I swear, I think we, we have. have. I swear, I we have. I, <laughs> I usually because I mean it's been it's been a few years since I've actually done anything other yeah. than just like cook some food. But I mean, like we we'll usually make like burgers or maybe hot usually if it's just us it'll be like and it's beyond burgers since emily's a vegetarian we'll, we'll make we'll get the beyond burgers because they're also quite delicious but um oh she must hate america <laughs> <laughs> she won't eat a burger on the fourth of july <laughs> but i do like at a cookout when there is a choice of like it's like we're gonna grill hamburgers and hot dogs so then you can have your delicious meat patty and your delicious hot beef injection at the mm. same time I do. Uh, I do a bratwurst instead of a hot dog. Um, that's a little, a little too much uh, lips and assholes in the uh, in the in the hot dogs for me. But um, yeah, uh, I I love a bratwurst. They're all man. testicle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> more testicles, me more iron. You have the I I had to explain to somebody. I don't know how they did not know what a bratwurst was. But they're like, "What do you eat?" I'm like, "Bratwurst." They're like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Just imagine a hot dog on steroids." Yeah, and they're like, yes. and, I'm, and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, it doesn't make sense, but it's delicious. So, so, um, while normally, yes, burgers, hot dogs, brats, some something done on a grill. Um, last year for for Father's Day, Ellie got me a pit boss like grill where half of it's propane, the other half is, um, like a smoker. You can nice. do And I've been getting, like, last year I didn't really do much with it because I was trying to figure out how to do it. I've been getting really good at doing, like, pulled pork. So for the 4th of July, I'm going to probably do some pulled pork because I'm that getting really good, good at that recipe and, and, and getting that 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 down. Now, am I watching, like, Barbecue Pitmasters and all those shows from De- um, from um, Destination America or whatever that one channel is? You're god dang right. But yeah, that's that's all I go for. But if I had the choice between a hot dog or a hamburger, I'm gonna go with the burger normally because I feel like there's more options with a burger, even though you can get like fully loaded hot dogs. But normally, like a fully loaded hey, uh, hot dog. Uh, uh, Berg, Berg, Berg yes. do you feel like Zenger asked us this question just so he could flex? I, yeah, I, I, I was and, just gonna say, you just know. like, oh, you have fun with your little burgers over there. I'm, I'm, I'm smoking, uh, smoking an entire pig over here. <laughs> I, I will say this: I made a terrible mistake and was sitting there. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try to do some smoke, some some dogs, smoke, smoke some dogs, see if hot dogs work. They do not. 
They do not. That was a mistake. That was terrible. There was a lot. You know what? It it was my Vietnam. There we go. It was my <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> and on that note, Phil, where can people find more from you? <laughs> Uh, you could be you could be smoking those for years and have nothing to show for it. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find me at philrude.com, uh, at philrude on Twitter, at philrude75 on Instagram, and the picture show with Austin and Phil Rude. We are currently on hiatus, but in about a week, we'll be dropping our two-year anniversary uh, special. Ooh. We will have been on the air for two years. And uh, we're coming back in, uh, I think, beginning of August will be our season five kickoff, uh, where we're doing all sci-fi movies. Ooh, nice. Very cool. I mean, a good time, yeah. All right, Eric, where can people find more from you when they're not patriotically eating a hamburger? You can find me at Eric Berg and at Backlog Berg. And, of course, you can find Zygnus wherever you find great podcasts. And I do want to point out that we did bring Phil on for something he actually enjoyed, which you know what that means. Next time he's on, he's going to be Next time I am screwed. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. Everyone have a happy fourth, and we'll see you next time with something nerdy. Bye. the show.